Hello everybody, welcome into episode 28 of Uncharted Horizons. This week we are continuing to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the second part of our uh, series we started last week. Last week we talked about Phase 4 as a whole, this week we're going to look ahead to Phase 5, talk about, just basically give quick thoughts on the series, what we're most looking forward to. We're also going to give you our thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which we both saw last week. So uh, we'll let you know before we actually break into that discussion, just so that anyone who wants to avoid spoilers can do so. We're currently live on Twitch at Uncharted Horizons PC, and the recording of the show will be posted later on all podcast platforms, as well as YouTube. You can keep up with us on Twitter at UNCH Podcast. You can find Nicole's personal account at Ellison underscore 71. Two. And of course, mine is Love Shack YT. We also have a TikTok account, which is Uncharted Horizons Podcast. Do post clips from the show there if you're looking for more short form stuff. But go ahead and follow us on any and all platforms that makes you happy. And yeah, after that fiasco with the mic at the beginning, we're going to jump into this. I am Brayden, joined by Nicole. How was your week? What's going on? My week was good. I'm still trudging through the trenches of Hogwarts Legacy. It's a long game. <laughs> I'm so close to being done. Almost there. I could be done already, but it is my own fault for going for the Platinum. So that has consumed almost 50 hours of my life now. But otherwise, I'm doing great. Yeah, the Platinum's like 60 minimum, because you need to collect literally everything. But otherwise, it's been great. There's been a few jaw-dropping moments, not gonna lie. I just like, like, oh shit, can't believe that happened in this type of game. But it does. Um... But yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. How about you? What you up to? All right. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just posting a quick link that we're live. I forgot to do that. So just bear with me a moment here. Um, I have been, it's been a long week, honestly. And I say that a lot, but I, and I'm not like a miserable person. I promise. I genuinely enjoy my weekends immensely, but then the week comes around and it just feels like it's just all consuming. So um, I am just generally uh, bitter during the week sometimes, but, but it has actually been a pretty solid uh, week so far. I saw Ant-Man last week, obviously, as did you. I enjoyed it immensely, and I'll give some thoughts as we get into it, because now that people have really gotten reviews, it's like, oh, okay, so clearly people have mixed uh, mixed feelings on this. Um, I have not had a chance to really dip into playing any video games over the past couple of days. Um, been doing some tabletop stuff and working on some stuff for YouTube uh, videos, so that's been kind of taking precedence, but I want to get back to Yakuza, hopefully soon. Um, and then I, once I finish that, I, I'm going to pick one of the games I've been saying for a while that I'm going to play and dive into it. I might be Fallen Order, uh, it might be, I want to play Dead Space Remake, but I just, I don't think it's going to be cheap enough yet, so I'm kind of waiting on that. But, yeah, mostly just, um, you know, trudging through the trenches and everything, you know, the week of, uh, the month of February, one of the weird ones. Uh, I just want to say hi to everybody in the chat as well. May, Isaac, it's been a little bit since we've chatted with you guys, so I'm happy to see you in here, and, uh, thanks again to everybody who's listening. So, yeah, that's, that's been my week, and as has become the norm for us, our new segment where we give you a preview of the week in games, gaming news, anything rather, you know, important that Nicole or myself have found that we think is worth sharing, it is Broaden Your Horizons, and I know Nicole's got some information to drop on us right off the bat, so my friend, the floor is yours. I do! So, PlayStation announced that State of Play is back, and it's going to be back tomorrow at 4pm Eastern. Uh, they said it'll be new PSVR 2 titles, Indian third-party reveals, and a look at Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. I think for Suicide Squad, they have, like, some marketing deal with them. Um, but I'm hyped because 
we haven't had news from PlayStation in a formal way like this for a while. Um, I think that the leaks say that we're getting another like big first party Yo, showcase what's up, everybody? around um, like right before E3. So they're not officially part of E3, but just like that time frame. So like end of spring, like maybe right before summer, we should be getting more news from them, hopefully, because third party does not mean Spider-Man and that's coming out this year. So uh, don't know what we're going to see from that. I think PSVR launched today or yesterday. I've seen mixed reviews on that. I've seen people absolutely love it. And I've seen other people say, yeah, it's good. It's just lacking in providing something different that, like, something like the Quest doesn't. But still going to watch this live, if work allows. <laughs> and I'm still looking forward to it, because uh, third parties could be literally anything. And it says reveals, not just news. So who knows what we're getting and what PlayStation has uh, secured for their state of play. Did you hear about this one, Braden? So I, I heard about it when I saw your notes earlier. I haven't seen anything other than the fact that it's going to happen. Um, it would be really cool if we got another look at, like, maybe a little bit more footage of Resident Evil 4, which is, you know, not too far off, um, or maybe updated details on some other games. Uh, the state of play is usually interesting. I have to be honest, I'm not, I don't, the VR just doesn't do it for me. Um, nothing bad to say about it. It's just, personally, I get really bad headaches when I'm playing VR for the most part, so I've just kind of stayed away from it. Uh, but I'm sure that it's cool. There's probably going to be some cool stuff announced for that, but I do hope, like you said, uh, maybe they do give us some information on a plethora of new stuff that's, you know, on the horizon that's going to be coming out later this year, or maybe stuff we just don't know about yet, or, you know, a combination. So I will be doing my best to follow along. If I can't watch it live, I'll definitely do what I can to at least stay up to date with the, uh, with the info and we can certainly share some, some information on it. Yeah, I personally can't justify spending the exact same price that I paid for the PS5 on their VR. <laughs> if it was like a $300 price point, $350, I could maybe consider it. But no, I should not have to spend over $1,000 to buy PSVR 2. That's how much I'm it just costs? not into it. It's $500, yeah. So okay. not only do you need to buy the PS5 oh. and also the VR, so you can't just you can't play get it into without this the ecosystem PS5, right? without having spent $1,000. Exactly. I did not and know that. Yeah, I'm all for PlayStation products, and I love that they've uh, done, like, new first-party things, and I'm sure they're going to continue to do so, like the Horizon VR. Um, but yeah, I'm not, that's, it's it's already a niche thing. Like, they're not niche? Niche? Niche, I close enough. I wasn't going to correct niche. you. No, it's a niche <laughs> thing. I always think about it before I say it, and then I always say it wrong anyway. Um, it, they're not trying to appeal to the masses here. Like, they know it's going to be something only certain people buy, and it's a very, like... I don't know, particular thing, but I've played on the Quest, like, the first one, they've done, like, the Quest 2 and the Pro, and the first Quest is absolutely a fucking phenomenal piece of hardware. I think the first time I used it, I, like, could not believe how good it was and, like, how comfy it was without needing any wires or needing a PC at all, and I really only use it to play Beat Saber, which isn't on the PSVR 2 at launch. Really? Make that make sense. Make that, yeah, they, like, they're, like, missing even some of their own games from PSVR, I mean, it's all different because they've completely changed the tracking. So I understand why it's not like a oh why did they do this? Like it's it, it's a lot of work to get all these games ported. But mm -hmm. damn, that sucks. Like you just you gotta have the heavy hitter, like the good VR games if you want people to check it out. And I'm sure some people are. People are gonna have a great time with it. But yeah, yeah. definitely looking for those third party reveals. Tomorrow. I have a question. If you have a PSVR, can you play PlayStation? Like well, no, yeah, I guess you can't, right? Because you need one or the other. So like you can't play. Because PSVR gets exclusive games, right? So you would need to have both the PlayStation and the PSVR. You wouldn't be able to just, like, play. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking about, like, Oculus or something, which you can, like, play in on a PC. So 
you know, there's a bit more flexibility with it. That's crazy, though. Are there enough games and stuff on that to justify a $500 price point? Like, I think so. I think there's 40-something launch games. Hmm. So it's it's a, it's a good amount, and they're still going to... They announced 10 new ones the other day, and they're announcing five more tomorrow, and it seems like it's something they're going to be supporting for the future, which is nice. Like, I could see them doing something with um, Uncharted or something with The Last of Us. Like, they have a lot of options with, like, their first-party titles. Even, like, I saw somebody recommend doing a God of War, like, Atreus bow thing, because I guess, like, the bow play in the Horizon VR game is, like, very, very well done. Oh, get the bots out of the chat! God. Fluorescent, hi, I want to offer a promotion of your channel. Viewers, followers, chat. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is to be the best. Everything is in your... Dogehype.com is what they want me to go to. <laughs> Don't go to that website. I would advise Nobody that you do that. not go to Doge, uh, anything Doge-related. And I'm also... It's not even a link, which is hilarious. I'm also <laughs> going to go on ahead and uh, and get rid of this guy entirely because yes. he is awful. Um... Okay, well, the other thing I was going to announce in the similar vein to State of Play is they've announced, Nintendo's announced a Pokemon Presents, which is going to be on February 27th at 9 a.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. um, they'll be celebrating Pokemon Day, and I think like 20 minutes, I could be wrong, of Pokemon News, which honestly, <sighs> Pokemon Sleep, maybe again, they can't announce another Pokemon game, surely, maybe DLC. But also, we heard about like Detective Pikachu 2 like years ago, and where did that come from? So. I'll watch it. We'll see what we get. I don't really know what to expect from that. Yeah, I mean, I know Scarlet and Violet were well-received, and there were going to be some stuff they were fixing about that stuff. So I, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm interested, I'll, but I can't say I'm going to be, like, you know, hopping in to pay crazy attention or anything else. It'll be one of those things that'll be, like, a passing update. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how to delete someone's comment in chat uh, with mod view, but I'm just going to ban the person as a whole. That way people Bye. don't go there. Isaac yelling stuff out of there. I did ban him. I never opened the site. I certainly wasn't going to go to it. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely... I've heard they were enjoyable. And um, and like I like Pokemon. Like, hell, I play Pokemon Showdown sometimes with friends, which is essentially like just an online version of like the battle modes. But it's like you could just build your own teams. And it's just, just like a fun way to like occasionally indulge if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but I just feel like the games as a whole are stagnant and not worth the money or time. But... We will, uh, we will have to see what, um, what they end up announcing, if there's anything of note. Sure. Did you have anything to bring? I do have a couple of very quick off. notes, actually. Um, so, quick note about Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, you mentioned that earlier. It has apparently hit some wild stats with over 152 million hours played in the first two weeks of release. And I believe it is actually the most successful game, the most streamed game on Twitch ever. I believe, or at least it peaked there. I don't know where it's still at at the moment. Um, but in terms of success, the amount of time people have played, the people have been discussing about it, as well as, you know, stats about what people have done. Over 1.25 billion Dark Wizards have been defeated in the game, Jesus. as well as uh, 242 million potions were created and 393 magical plants have been, million have been grown. So there is a lot of crazy stats. The game seems to be a massive success, which is awesome. Um, you know, obviously I think that we've, you know, talked a lot about some of the controversial stuff behind it, and I'm so happy that that has died down and moved on to other things, but, um, I'm glad that the game has been a success and hopefully, you know, hopefully, um, that'll lead to maybe another game at some point if, if, if people want that and if it continues to be there. 
Uh, quick note, Venom 3 is officially entering pre-production, uh, not part of the MCU, but Tom Hardy confirmed it today, so we know that the production is being posted, uh, starting up, and, and we don't know when, you know, if he's going to be in the MCU, I know that's been rumored that that was going to be kind of a thing, um, what was going to be happening there, and obviously the ending of Venom, was it the end of Venom 2, or was it the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, where you see them in the post credit scene where Eddie Brock's watching on the TV? I think it's the end of Spider-Man. Yeah, I think so it's too. Like, for some reason, they're like, yeah. look, you made it. Just kidding. Now you're yeah. gone. <laughs> so I have no idea what's going on with this, but Venom 3 is in development. Honestly, I liked those movies. Um, and this I is... did too. I thought they were fun. 2 was definitely not the greatest movie ever. I will say it had a lot of flaws. Um, and it does look like this may be the last standalone movie for Venom based on what they said when it was teased as the finale for that, Like, which makes sense. I mean, a lot of them were get, we get trilogies um, with some exceptions. So that's interesting. Um, just a quick note, and I just wanted to follow up very quickly on two other notes. Cocaine Bear releases this week in theaters, and if you guys got a chance to play the mobile game this past week, very goofy, but the movie is getting very good feedback from people who have seen it, and it is apparently batshit crazy, but in the best way, where it's just like a wild movie, so I... I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see it. I say that now, but I could very easily end up going to the theater to see it on like a discount Tuesday or something. Uh, but I'm very interested to see how that movie ends up being. Uh, the other note is there is a Doom roguelike coming out on mobile uh, in a couple weeks called Mighty Doom. It's a top-down shooter, and it's very cute. It's like a almost like a chibi-style um, roguelike, and it's going to be coming out soon. It was officially announced. I don't know what the exact release date is yet, but it is being developed by Alpha Dog Games, and they are under Bethesda, so like with the way the acquisition works, they're under the same parent company. Um, so there's some decent names behind it, but it looks cool if you guys saw the trailer, um, and it's definitely like bringing in a lot of Doom stuff, but like in mini forms, and you play as a mini version of the Doom Slayer, so pretty cool. I uh, just thought it looked neat. Interested to see how it actually looks. That's, nice. That's pretty much my news. May said Scream 6 next month. I'm very excited, by the way. Also nice. I haven't seen it. I, I mean, I've seen Scream 1. I watched it last year, and it was a great movie, but I haven't seen any of the other ones yet, so it's I can't really say mm -hmm. too much, and I'm not going to skip all of them, you know? So, sure. uh, any other thoughts? Anything else you want to add? No, I'm good to talk about Ant-Man. As am I. All right, so we move on to our, our main segment tonight, uh, which is going to be the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. This came out, obviously, last Friday, officially. Uh, Nicole and I both saw it on Thursday, uh, and we had some different opinions on it a little bit, which is interesting, because historically, we've either been right in line with it, or, like, I haven't necessarily liked a movie to the extent that you have, like um, Eternals, which I thought was kind of like, eh. Uh, but but you had some different thoughts, and I'm I'm certainly not going to steal. I mean, your... Eternals is the same rating as Quantumania, so by that nature, you should think the same of Ant Man that you do of Eternals. Well, in fairness, and I just want to kind of clarify this: its critic reviews are a lot worse than the audience reviews. No, which... it, that is true. I just meant like the Eternals critic review and the Eternals Quantumania review are the same. Yeah. Are they um, disliked for the same reasons? Probably not. So, like, what you like about Ant-Man is probably not what they're critiquing on, but... Right. And, yeah, so how cool do you want to do... Yeah, how do you I... go from a cool poster like that, and we don't even get anything cool like that? <laughs> first of all, you're wrong. Second of all, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first on this film? Well, we'll I, thought we'd have, I thought we'd have more decorum than that, as far as starting um, with spoiler-free overview thoughts, and then go into the nitty-gritty of it. 
I just, I'm, all right, all right. She's got a point. Um, I just, I have some strong not, feelings about this chaos, movie. So we should no, just well, like, hey, listen, chaos is all right sometimes. No, it's okay. Um, all right, she's right. So we're going to give you guys a spoiler warning now. We are going to be talking about the Ant-Man Quantumania spoiler stuff shortly, but we will give a spoiler-free review analysis first. So if you guys just want to hear our thoughts, we will give you a an updated alert when we're going to actually go into the spoilers. Um. So, spoiler-free right now, uh, I will just say that I was very excited for this movie going in. Uh, I, I watch every MCU movie and most of the shows. Like, I didn't watch I Am Groot or some of the other ones that were, like, more spinoffs. But anything that's, like, really relevant and matters, I've watched. And I have always loved the Ant-Man movies. I think the first Ant-Man was, like, kind of outperformed or overperformed what the expectations were because people didn't really know who Ant-Man was. There was no reason to really care. And and then I thought the second movie was good. But I was pumped for this because this felt like it was really getting us back on track to like story progress in phase five and, and introducing the new villain. And I don't think it's any shock to say that we know Kang is the villain in this movie. He's in the trailers. It was, you know, very clearly stated. So based on how good he was at the end of Loki, I was really excited to see where this went. And I went to the movie and I had a blast the entire way through. Um, it was really fun from start to finish. It was not perfect uh, by any stretch. And I had even texted my friends and stuff afterwards and Nicole too. And I like I have a group chat with some friends and I texted Nicole and I said, listen, I love this fucking movie. It was a blast. It was really fun. And I think if you go to the theater and you watch and you leave and you feel like you had a good time, a good experience, that um, that's really all you can ask for. But there are some things we can dive into a bit more in a bit, and I'd want to hear your kind of, you know, thoughts and your initial um, feelings on this movie, just from a non-spoiler perspective. Yeah, I don't know what expectation I had for Ant-Man. The first two, I'm like, they're all right. Like, comparatively to the rest of the MCU, I don't think they deserve anywhere <laughs> to be near the top 10 But in those regards, but like, with the, what, they have, like, 30, 40 movies now, you're gonna have things that end up at the bottom just because everything else is that good, not because those things are bad. Um, so I didn't really have any low or high expectations for the movie. I do think the trailers misled me a little bit. The trailers seem to set up this scenario in which Kang the Conqueror offers Ant-Man this power. Like, they, they make this, this deal so that um, Scott can have more time with his daughter. And I didn't watch, I don't know if I've watched all of the trailers, but I definitely had the wrong idea about what this movie was going to be about than what it actually ended up being. And I'm I'm wondering if once I bring it up to you in our spoiler section, if I was alone in thinking this, but it was okay. It was perfectly fine. That That's what I have to say about it. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst MCU movie. Not um, the Eternals. The maybe the first half of that movie genuinely and I'm not exaggerating felt like a parody of superheroes to me if like you know like those uh those horror movies what are they called scary scary movie, movie but for superheroes it felt movies. like that but for Marvel just because of the it it wasn't intentional they were just trying to make something very different for the quantum realm and it just ended up feeling really like like they didn't know what they were doing it just kind of felt parody ish. Second half of the movie, things really pick up and things fall into place and it's a lot better. Um, so yeah, overall, I still recommend seeing it because you should see every Marvel movie just because you're going to need to. Um, but it's not one that I would like feel compelled to rewatch unless someone really, really wanted to. Which is weird because I told you before we went live, I don't typically rewatch 
Marvel movies. I saw Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness twice because I went with my brother to see it on release day. And then my girlfriend and I went to see it like the next week. She wanted to see it too. Um, I would pay to go see this movie again uh, just because I thought it was a really fun experience. Like if there were friends who were like, oh, I want to go see this. Like I would pay to go see it again. I, I, that's how much fun I had. That's how much I enjoyed it. And I'm sure there's plenty of stuff I'd pick up on that I didn't pick up on the first time around. Um, see, I, but I think like with Ant-Man, there's fun where you have like, uh, Thor Ragnarok fun. Well, and then there's like Thor Love and Thunder fun where like, you uh, know, there's a line there where it gets from the fun lines to being like, mm, that's kind of cringy and like terrible. And I think Ant-Man teetered on that a lot. Okay, so Thor Love and Thunder, Thor Ragnarok is a classic movie and is definitely one of the best MCU movies. So I get your point in in the sense that it did utilize some comedy. It was batshit crazy, but it was like good and it was coherent and it worked. Yes, I would say that the first half of Ant-Man, Quantumania, was definitely not what I had hoped for. So I enjoyed it, but... It felt more like I was, yeah, I guess a parody is kind of a fair way to say that, right? Like, it was cool to see. Because parodies can still be fun to watch. Yeah, well, okay, so like. It really bad. It just felt like it was making fun of something and it wasn't trying to. So painting this, because this is, I'm going to give a brief, like, synopsis, non-spoiler still. Because a lot of this is seen in the trailers. Obviously, they end up in the quantum realm, and it's the first time we really see what the quantum realm looks like, and there's things that you'll see, and things we'll talk about more in depth. But there were certainly some elements of the quantum realm, some of it that was, like, goofy and weird and tried to be, like, Star Wars-esque, which I felt like was a weird juxtaposition because, obviously, Marvel has, you know, always had... It's not like it's realistic, but it's 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 always had a somewhat level of a contained... Thing. And the Star Wars element stuff, the closest you really get to that is like Guardians of the Galaxy. But even then, like it doesn't it doesn't full go, full on go in that way. But there's definitely some genuinely hilarious moments early on as well in that, like the blob guy specifically, who I think is hilarious. Like that was super funny. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit. But there were also parts that I thought were just like, oh, this is. This is, like, it's cringy. Like, it's fun, but if I was sitting down and, like, writing an essay or doing a full breakdown, I would definitely be like, okay, like, yeah, this is not something I would have put in this movie. Like, by no means am I saying it was a perfect movie or anything. Um, yeah. Like I said, I remember now that you said Star Wars when I first watched the trailer. I was That was literally my first thought was, oh, my God. I was like, this, this feels like Star Wars to me. I was like, they could do something really cool here. And I think... The, the, uh, Ragnarok is like a good comparison to what the movie could have been and like my overall feeling is just like disappointment like it's like I said it's not the worst movie I think I'm just disappointed because what we could have had is not what we got so it's just kind of like oh man like they could have done something really cool and didn't but that's all I'll say for spoiler free okay so I think at this point in order for us to move this conversation and keep you know kind of debate our, th- our thoughts a little bit we are going to have to move into some spoiler territory um so I will give you guys a spoiler warning now. We are going to talk for a bit about this movie with with spoilers and with things that happen. So if you don't want to have any of that spoiled for you, um, you know, you can mute if you want. And I'll give a signal or something when we're done to let you guys know that we're ending our spoiler review. Um, but yeah, so we're going to jump into that. And I, I'll give just a, a very brief sort of breakdown to start things off about what I liked a lot. And... Early on in the movie, you find out that Cassie, Hank, and what the heck's her name? What's, what, Hope. Hope. 
hope have been working on a device that'll allow them to communicate with the quantum realm, but not to go there, like to get signals back and forth. And um, Janet, who is, you know, she was stuck in the quantum realm and everything else. She finds out, she starts to panic. It it goes a little bit into like the relationship between Ant-Man and Cassie. And Ant-Man's kind of like not really doing a lot of superhero stuff anymore. He's doing like book signings and whatnot. And he's kind of just like resting on his laurels. And Cassie wants to like do things to help people. And it's sort of like a whole back and forth. And Janet starts to like freak out about like her communicating with the quantum realm. And then all of a sudden, boom, they get sucked into the quantum realm. Which, by the way, happened way too fast, in my opinion. Like, the first time she finds out, she gets concerned, and then they get sucked in there. I thought that was such a... I mean, it's a movie thing, it's a plot device, but it is what it is. Yeah, I did see that they wanted to the majority of this movie to be in the quantum realm, so they did what they could to make it happen as soon as possible. So, I do agree, it felt pretty fast. I like the stuff in the beginning, though. You find out that, like, Scott or Ant-Man's taken a chill after saving the world in Endgame, which he rightfully deserves. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, you have Cassie, his daughter, who didn't get blipped and who is now an activist using their tech to, like, fight the police. So I thought that was kind of funny. I did enjoy that. I liked everything about Cassie's character was great, I thought. I thought she was really good. I thought in terms of, like, Stature, which is, like, her hero name, at least I assume they're going to use the name if I from the comics. I don't know. Um, everything about her was good. I, I thought the actress was good. I thought that she was played well, cast well, whatever. I don't know if that's the same girl that played her in the first movie. It wasn't. They've it had wasn't. three different actors. <laughs> oh, okay. I know it was a while, so I thought maybe she got older. But this this chick looked a little bit older than I think Cassie would have been at that point. Because, well, no, I guess five years have passed, right? So I guess actually that does kind of make young, sense. So, yeah, when, when Scott finally comes home, the Cassie that he sees at the house is like, like, to me, looked a lot older, and this is, like, a younger-looking Cassie to me. It's like, I don't know what age she's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I think no she's idea. probably supposed to be somewhere between, like, 16 and 18. Um, but maybe, I don't know. And that's, that's not super important in in this context. But, so basically, like, there's that debate. Ant-Man's just, like, kind of, like, over it. Not over it, but he's, like, not... he's He keeps bringing up how he saved the world and everything. And they're like, yeah, we get it, but, like, what are you doing now? Blah, blah, blah. So there's a bit of, like, bickering, family drama, whatever you want to call it. And they end up in the quantum realm. They end up split up. And so you have Scott and Cassie. And then you have Hank and Hope and Janet, like, in separate places. Uh, we start to see some of the quantum realm where it's, like, these weird, like almost like kaleidoscope effects sometimes. And there's like these giant landscapes with all these weird, like visual, like alien visual fucking tentacle creatures and squids and all these, like it, it almost looks like you're looking at a telescope, right? Like that sort of seems like if you were to zoom in on a telescope kind of thing, it's just a wild, open, crazy microscope? expanse. Microscope. Yeah. Not telescope. Sorry. Okay. Um, and so they're walking around and, Janet's like, we need to get out of here. And she's clearly keeping secrets. And they're like, what are you talking about, mom? Why is this a big deal? And that's when they start to flash back with everything going on, where how she met Kang and, and all of that. So all this of this is about family. So it just, it just that felt weird too. Like that's their whole theme. And she like begs them for years, like don't go to the quantum realm, don't fuck with it. And what do they do? They go behind her back and they go into the quantum realm because of their actions. Poor Janet. I feel bad for her, but at the same time, I feel like she shouldn't have waited so long to tell No, anyone. she definitely should have told people. And because... She, she should have told people before that happened, and then she also should have told them in the quantum realm way before she does. Yeah, and then, so as Scott and Cassie, they end up encountering this big flying creature, and then this weird-looking alien creature guy, whose head is a laser, shows I up like and, like, him. destroys him. He was cool. Um, and then there's like a girl, like almost like an Amazonist, like a warrior type girl. And there's a bunch of other people. There's like a Valkyrie. Yeah, I thought she was, she looked a little bit Valkyrie-esque. I was like, interesting that some of them are humanoid. 
Some of them literally look like humans. Some of them look like fucking aliens. There's a blob character who has a really funny scene where he, like, asks Scott about, like, how many holes he has and, like, whether or not, like, he can use those holes for different things. And it's very funny. And there's, like, the dude who can... I don't remember who the actor was, but he looked like... He was really... He was good. He I thought that fun. was Childish Gambino or Donald Glover early. No. And I'm like, he looks like him. But then I'm like, no, it probably just, like, some similarities. But he could read minds. And so... These aren't, like, they may make it out like they're bad guys. going on. <laughs> you can't understand them. It's very chaotic. And then they make Scott drink this, like, ooze thing. And when he drinks the ooze, he can start to hear and understand what everyone's saying. So... It's like a, it was a common place for all of the Quantum Realm, because they did that at the bar, too. So that um, Hope and... Hank? What's his name? <laughs> so they could also understand, because they got, they got split up. Mm -hmm. Um... Hank, yes, yes, because he does the shot, and he's like, what do you got that'll get me drunk, or whatever, um, and it, so we get a whole, you know, bit of that, he starts to talk, you learn that these alien creatures were basically forced out of their homes by Kang, he's destroying everything, you know, they're, they want to get vengeance, and obviously because Janet and them are back, Kang is looking for Janet, because he Are you needs doing a movie rundown? Is that kind of what we're doing? Like a back and just. I'm asking of, what you're doing. I, you're, I was you're just saying things. Am I, don't I, missing, well, use, I don't know if you're saying things to make a point. So I was just, I was doing a bit of a quick recap of like the general important plot points of the movie so that we could like, sure. when we discuss what we liked or didn't like, it made more sense, but feel free to chime in. I was trying to talk slowly to give you a chance to interject if there was something I missed or something. Yeah. I think like the main thing to add on is that when Janet was stuck here, she encounters Kang and they're both kind of stranded. Kang doesn't really tell her why he's there. He just kind of ends up trapped. So they spent a lot of time together um, stuck in the quantum realm. Yes, and he has a ship that can travel the multiverse because plot reasons. Of course he does. Um, and it's broken, and we find out that he ended up in the Quantum Realm because the other Kangs from the other multiverses, which we learn at the end of Loki that there's more than one Kang. Uh, he Who Remains is the guy at the end of Loki who basically says the first multiversal war, a bunch of Kang variants tried to, like, destroy all the other, you know, realms and that's why the sacred timeline was created and if you didn't see loki some elements of this movie will probably be even a little bit more confusing um but you learn all of this janet you know they're stuck there kang says he can take her home she helps him rebuild his ship and then when he's about to like escape the quantum realm and this is in the flashback janet sees like a vision of like the inside of his mind and sees that he not only has, like, murdered millions of people, universes, whatever, but, like, that's what he's going to go back out and do. Like, he didn't get stuck there. He was banished to the Quantum Realm because it was the only place that he couldn't escape from. Um, Do we think they hooked up? Mm, I mean, maybe. she. Definitely, it was a long time. And she's a freak, apparently. <laughs> it's She did hook up with Bill Murray, who had a random she cameo did. in this movie. I saw people talk about that. They're like, they hooked up, right? Oh, they and, like, did. That, that, they were by themselves, you know? They definitely had to. I think that that's a fun thing they, they should have touched they, on, because it makes that connection different. They might have. I mean, I guess it's possible. I guess her morals just go out the window, even though she's married, but... yeah. This uh, version of Kang in Quantum Mania is Kang the Conqueror, like yeah, the most the arguably one of the most fucked up ones. <laughs> yeah, that he didn't get that name for fun, so that's a fun time. And I think depending on what direction they go, because in some of the comics, I mean, Kang is on the level of Thanos or close to it in terms of like his Should've threat been. to the world, and that's what he—that's what the—that's what Kang 
in the comics is anyway. Obviously, we will we'll get into it in a minute just about the other stuff. But basically, Janet sees that she's like, no, I can't let him leave because it's obvious like what he's going to go do. She uses the pin particles to take the core out of his ship and make it massive. So it blows up and then he is stuck there. But that also means she is stuck there. She doesn't, uh, you know, good as we, sacrifice, Janet. It was, yeah, I mean, good. she proved to be a good person. She didn't, you know, go home because she wasn't going to let all these other universes be destroyed. Obviously, in the first Ant-Man, they end up getting Janet out. Um, so we know that she got rescued. And since she left, Kang has just basically taken over the quantum realm. He's built a giant, like... Conquering, if you will. Yeah, he's conquered the, the quantum realm. Or the quant he's conquered the quantum realm. And yeah, and and obviously everyone that's there is like like kind of like hates Janet because she just kind of like dipped, kind of like left on them. Like she's the one who like caused him to be like that essentially. Um, and so they know that Kang is looking for Janet because he wants the pin particles so he can get his core back and shrink it and make it so he can leave. Oh, so we come to find out that that's why they pulled Scott and company into the quantum realm. MODOK is a thing, uh, which was rough. Um, if you're unfamiliar with MODOK, there was a Hulu show from MODOK a couple of years ago that was not related to the MCU, but was with Patton Oswalt. It was really funny. It was an interesting take on MODOK, but he's essentially like a machine, uh, you know, mechanized organism designed only for killing. Mr. Electric. He's a weapon. And it, it, this MODOK is Darren, a.k.a. Yellow Jacket from the first movie, and it has laughably bad CGI, where MODOK is essentially just a stretched-out version of the actor's head. Yep. Um, and he has a couple funny lines, but it just immediately pulls away from some of the seriousness of the movie, because it's like Kang is like this, like, all, you know, he's a murderous, literal warlord who's murdered millions of people, uh, creatures, galaxies, whatever. And then here's fucking Yellow Jack, uh, Modoc rather, just being like, ah, I pulled you here because I, and I just, and then you get the jokes about his head and all that stuff. And it's just like, it, it felt that was a bit parody esque, I thought, Modoc. I agree with you completely yeah. there. Um, and so there's, you know, fight scenes with Modoc and, and all of that. Eventually, Janet. Hank and Hope meet up with some people. They escape. They fly a ship that, like, has, like, gummy worms for fucking handles, and you have to stick your arms in to drive it around. It was really goofy, and I didn't like that at all. I thought it was very bizarre. I don't know how you felt about the whole ship thing. and That was the least of my concerns. Okay, so it wasn't, like, a big <laughs> that was, deal. That, that was, like, a weird sci-fi thing. Yeah, it was weird, but it wasn't a huge deal, I guess. It just I just thought it was odd. But Kang ends up capturing Scott and Cassie. Basically, he says that he needs Scott to go, you know, shrink down using the pin particles and retrieve his core so that he can get his ship back and he can leave and proceed to go and conquer everything else. Scott's like, nah, I'm not going to do that, bro. And Kang's like, well, I'm going to murder your daughter and just make you keep reliving the moment over and over and over again until, unless you do. Obviously, Scott has to do that. He just... Ends up going out, shrinking down, and there's a really cool scene where there's, he's in, like, a thought projection the or a projection storm. storm. Probability storm. That's what it is. And it is the coolest part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. It's like, when you hear quantum mania, that's what I expected. I didn't expect quantum mania to literally be, here's ten new characters that you need to care about, and all of these weird, crazy things, and that's quantum mania. Like, no. The probability storm was quantum mania. Like, that's what we should have been seeing at that level for, like, the whole movie, I think. 
Yeah. As far as like their mania term. That was the strongest scene in the movie, I think. It was um, so cool. If you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, ultimately what happens is he gets trapped as he goes down in like this like special section of the quantum realm to retrieve the core. He starts to there starts to become copies of him of Scott, and there's like all these other Ant Mans. You see like just yeah. a bunch Anytime of them. Anytime you can make a decision, yeah, it it he splits apart into what he could have done if he picked something different. So there's just like billions. Of <laughs> so think about like the branching timeline from Loki. How like one thing happening creates another timeline. So yeah. on and so every forth. step he could take if he's gonna yeah. go left. There's one that's gonna go right and backwards and forward so they're just he just so keeps multiplying and then you we get a we get a quick baskin robbins uh scott cameo which was funny i liked that um yeah, that was- and they all start to consume him or like he gets overwhelmed by them and then cassie calls out to him and he's able to like overcome the thought projection projection storm he pulls himself up he starts to climb up and he's about to retrieve the um the sphere and then it like falls apart and then wasp just magically comes in and saves him even though at that point i didn't even think that they had really established that they had known what was going on yet like i thought that was well, bit- she was also she was going in to retrieve the core on her own so she- they had the same they had the same mission scott was getting it because kang asked for it hope was getting it because janet was like you can't let him get this back. okay go take it yeah, so she went in and then was like, "Oh shit, there's like four million Scots here." Yeah, and then she ends up saving him. But the cool part that you're missing about this part is that the only reason Scott gets saved is because they all 14 million copies of him unanimously decide to work together because of Cassie. And I think like the whole movie's about family, so I think that point is really cool because it's fucking chaos until they're like, "Shit, like we have to do this for Cassie. Like let's get the real Scott up there." And I was just like, "Oh, that's so good." Yeah, it so was an good. awesome moment, and I liked it a lot. Um, so they get it. He gives it to Kang, even though Janet's like, no, you can't. And he's, like, hesitant, and then Kang just takes it. Obviously, he's way stronger than all of them. And then Kang basically reneges on his deal and is like, I'm not going to get you guys out of here. And Scott's like, well, what about Cassie? Like, I'm worried, blah, blah, blah. And Kang's like, "Like, sorry, bro, Love I'm going to leave, and I'm going to take my whole empire with me. Uh, so he goes back to his... Like, whatever. He takes Janet with him. And that's when we get what, in my opinion, was just one of the most badass scenes of the whole movie. Um, Obviously, like, there's some dialogue and what happens. But Cassie ends up escaping. She helps the other prisoners get out, like the Amazon girl and the other people. And they, they, she ends up taking over with a little bit of help from uh, Janet, who I believe stalls things out a little bit. Cassie starts to talk like over the projection that Kang is using to like basically tell everybody like hey you're all screwed uh he she rallies the troops everybody like you guys have to fight back like we can do this and it's kind of a really cool moment where all the like outcasts and all the people who were like conquered and victims of Kang start to fight back against Kang's army Cassie fights with fucking Modok which was just so Modok was so not great um but then Ant-Man like he's still alive and he gets up and he goes giant and he just smashes through the wall of Kang's like fortress. And then he just starts like beating the, like just taking down stuff that comes at him. And he's like angry. And I don't think we've really seen a lot of like Ant-Man being like angry or like a vengeful character. He's usually like more comedic or he does like superhero things, but he's not, this was just a cool like character change. Cause he was fighting for his daughter. Um, and so he comes in and you know, the whole penultimate thing happens People start to rally. Kang's, like, Scott destroys, like, one of the rings around Kang's ship that would allow him to escape. So he buys some time, and the armies come in, and the big final penultimate fight scene happens. MODOK gets defeated, and 
the the end of it is basically like Kang just beating the fuck out of everybody. He's like, you're too, you know, they're not strong enough. And then Hank shows up with genetically modified ants or ants that have been in the quantum realm for a while and have evolved and adapted to become like these hyper vigilant ant creatures that are like really they've fucking lived powerful. entire lifetime yeah they know more they, than humans they they're genius ants they've lived in there for a while they developed like this crazy like sense of like they have all this technology they got fucking turrets and shit they like they basically have 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 lived and the ants come in and it was fun in the theater it was it was a cool moment <clears throat> but the ants kill kang well, and that, that that to me he doesn't die but they, he beats him does he not die no because they I, have the fight he has the the fist fight the fucking creed three fight with scott in the room afterwards you think he's gone oh you're right you're right that's right so the ants yeah. take him down a, again just to reiterate yeah. a bunch of ants defeat kang people keep the saying that, that people yeah people keep saying that ants kill kang i'm like that is did you i thought they the killed him i didn't even think of yeah you're right i mean they they certainly annihilated they, him enough they where he was him, yeah which and, makes sense i don't think there's anything wrong with a literal army like thousands of ants taking down a person <laughs> the only mm. problem i have is that they've lived for millions of years or whatever like you saw them enter the quantum realm yeah so that wasn't it wasn't a surprise it wasn't like where these ants come from but why couldn't they have just like attacked him as normal ants why did they need to live <laughs> millions of years on yeah, their own it was cool. and then find their way back to hank like hank could just been like my ants are here bitch and like that would have been enough <laughs> yeah so it was it was cool and it was hype when i saw it but it was one of those yeah. things where like in retrospect it was obviously dumb um it lived so long and like so long. you know had a villain had it been like yellow jacket they were fighting or ghost or a villain yeah, that's no not luck that level and it's an ant-man movie you wanted to say that like the ants show up and that's that's fine but this is kang like imagine if 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 and i know it's just one variant of kang but like i don't know imagine if ants had fucking defeated thanos like thantos i don't know what the fuck he like <laughs> like they just live i just that was problematic for me from a storyline perspective um but yeah so janet's able to open a portal temporarily using the technology from kang's ship Everybody gets through the portal except Scott, who has to stop to keep Kang from entering. Scott, Kang punches the shit out of him. He does, and a good fight. Scott and Wasp end up like, or I hope I keep forgetting her name, end up fighting hit Kang, and Scott ends up just being able to fucking. He finally beats him, which was really cool. Like that, the final like ending of that, he smashes him onto the thing of his own ship, and I'm thinking, okay, well. Is this how they write Ant-Man out of the MCU? Like, is he just going to be stuck in the quantum that realm forever? Nice. But I don't, I don't think they're doing that yet. I hope. I think he's going to be in no. at least one more movie. I hope so because there's no. Re I mean, I think he's he's been. There good. was no repercussions from the movie except for like discovering that Kang exists and what he's capable of. Yes and no. That we know of. So for now. So eventually they get back. Everything just ends. It's like as normal for now, but they're aware that the Kang variants are out there and it's, you get some inner dialogue from Paul Rudd and it's fine. And that's all good. And then the post credit scene, you see the Kang council, um, which is essentially a conglomerate of Kangs from so many different multiverses or universes rather, including, I forget his actual name in the comics, but the, like a Pharaoh version of Kang from like ancient Egypt. And he's got like almost like a snake like face. Um, and he's kind of like one of the leaders. And then there's, other variants, uh, there's a there's a variant of Kang in the comics who's actually not good or evil. He's actually, like, neutral. He ends up sacrificing himself to, like, create a new timeline so that, like, the multiversal war stops. 
I don't know if that Kang was represented in the, the scene, but you see they call together all the Kangs, the Kang Council, and there's like, I don't know, thousands of them, and they're basically like, yeah, we have to do something now, like, essentially like setting the stage for what's going to happen going forward. And then the second post credit scene, we get a preview for Loki Season 2, which was fucking I, hype. I got yelled at in the theater for screaming. So. Did you? I wasn't screaming. I was just like, oh my god. They were like, shh. And I was like, oh, fuck Bro. off. Bro, it's Bro, the not only did we get Loki, we got Mobius back. So, like, Mobius, our Mobius is likely dead. He's gone. He got zapped. But this is probably another uh, timeline's Mobius, and Loki found him, naturally. Because I'm pretty sure Loki ends in him waking up in a new timeline. But, oh, I just love seeing them uh, together again. And this post-credit scene was so good. It was. Uh, in, the, in the Loki show, they the king that's he who remains tells them about like the original king like probably the king from maybe the main mcu timeline that we know maybe um and this is like yeah he was really smart and he figured out how to or he figured out like that there was other timelines and then he ended up getting in touch with the other kings and then that's how the fucking chaos happened so they were able to communicate share their knowledge with each other so they'd all have access to pretty much any tech possible from any of their universes and that's why we have that, that many Kings. But yeah, I was just so hyped yeah. to see Loki again. I hope that that's not a different Mobius because... It is, because our Mobius literally goes We don't out. know that he... No, because he did at For the point. end... No, that's not what happened. He got... He it got, is what happened. He did, but then after they defeated Eliath, he came back, if you remember. Because the chick is like, oh, if anyone could come back from being zapped, it would be you. What happens is when Loki and Sylvie go to the... At the end of time, he... at When... Kang dies, he gets teleported to a different one. So I'm hopeful that, because that bromance they had was great. I don't want to see like a different, they need to ride jet skis. I want that Mobius to ride jet skis. Yeah. And I rewatched the ending of Loki the other day after I went to the movie, because like the last like 10 minutes of it, where you you see the giant statue of Kang and they think Loki's like a, they call security on him or whatever, because they think he's like not supposed to be there. Um, And so that show, I am pumped. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of a rundown of what happens. So, the first half of the movie was a bit more comical than I would have liked. I enjoyed it, but it was way more... I would have liked a bit more focus. I thought the second half of the movie was excellent. Um, I thought the Kang stuff was great. I thought the character development for Scott was great. There was just enough humor mixed in with some, like, some seriousness and some development. And it was cool to get to see a bit more of the Quantum Realm... Uh, it's obvious that Kang is a threat. I know one of the biggest complaints people have had is that this movie was inconsequential, quote-unquote, um, because this Kang died, and so what? Like, now we're back to square one. But, like, I think that now that that someone other than just Loki knows about this variant, and don't forget, in Loki, even though he did find out about Kang, he's trapped in another timeline. It's not like he's been able to just go alert the Avengers. So, technically... Scott's no one... literally skipping on the sidewalk, not telling anybody about what well, happened. we haven't seen any of it yet, right? But we now, hope he will. <laughs> now it's knowledge. Now in the core Earth, people yeah. know. And, and so, it's very different in that regard because it's like... Their consequences haven't been established yet, but that information is there. And so, who knows what happens next? But we have movies coming up, and it's very clear with the Avengers' Kang Dynasty... That they're going to be building towards, um, yeah. towards something. He's, he's the next big bad. Yeah, and I, Jonathan Majors is a great actor. I thought he nails the role of Kang. For sure, he um, carried. And I thought this movie was really good. It wasn't perfect, and like I said, it, honestly, I heard someone make a comparison to like Rise of Skywalker, and I agree with that entirely. Like Episode Nine of Star Wars was a really fun movie that got critically panned, but it really didn't deserve to be critically panned. It wasn't perfect, and the plot 
everything with Palpatine and Kylo and Rey, like that all felt shoehorned and kind of like it didn't make sense. Just like you could say, you know, the whole Star Wars subsection of Ant-Man when they go to the, with all these new creatures and stuff didn't make a whole lot of sense and MODOK stuff. But like the overall movie was fun and there was still a lot to like about it. And I think there's a reason that the audience scores end up being higher because critics are looking at it just from like a let's find everything we can be critical about about this movie instead of just like watching it to enjoy it. And I know that's their job, so I don't fault them for that. But to form your opinion based solely on what critics say versus like watching it yourself and you may enjoy but it. At the same time, critics also do match what we say about some Marvel movies. Because some are just, like, objectively good. We're watching subjectively, they're probably watching more objectively. Yeah, and I think there's some people who are like, well, after Endgame I was done, and I'm like, that's fine. Like, like if you're burnt out on this and you feel like it's it's a little bit more of the same, I can understand that. I mean, I think there was, there was new stuff, but I think, you know, you're watching superhero movies, there is going to be some more of the same with different characters in different worlds and different fights. Like, that's how these movies go, you know? It's telling towards an overarching story, but... I thought as a self-contained story, it was fun. It clearly established Cassie going forward, and I'm assuming when we get the Young Avengers and all of that stuff, like, she'll play a part in that. And, yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, it just, it, 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 you know, Eternals, I didn't like. It was very boring to me, but, and it got, it got bad reviews, but people liked it. It had good audience reviews. Like, this movie got, has just gotten a lot of hate that I don't understand. And I asked on Twitter, I put out a tweet, like, if you guys saw it and didn't like it, what did you not like? Because <laughs> I haven't seen anyone really go into detail. It's just like, oh, I didn't like it. But like, there's, I'm not seeing a lot of like actual I gave criticism. You, details you did. Even and talking about the rest, I still have more. But. You did, and I want to hear. I, I feel pretty because I'm pretty much just my final thoughts on this. Ultimately, are I really enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it to anyone that's a fan of MCU movies. Like, it, you'll have a good time. It's not perfect. I was very cautious of not wanting to oversell it to anyone by being like, I had a blast. I thought it was great. But I'm not, it's not like when I saw Shang-Chi and I was like, holy shit, this movie is peak cinema exactly. in this genre. It's like, a different blast. <laughs> yeah. And it was just fun. And going to the movies is fun. Like, I like to yeah, get up, go to the movies, get the stupid popcorn, like pay $17 for a fucking thing of popcorn. Just get immersed in the movie, see what's going on. Like, I like all of that. And this movie was a really fun theater experience it wasn't perfect modok sucked it was way too corny early on and ants fucking aging a million years and becoming ants. smarter than humans was dumb so yeah. it was not perfect and it was not the best movie i've ever seen but it was in my opinion worth the watch and definitely better than critics are making it out to be so that's my thought. 40 or whatever it has is quite low. I would personally <laughs> give it low. a 7.5 out of 10. That would be my I'm, score. I'm at like six and a half. All right. So now is your, tell me. Which you, makes you, sense because there's only a one point of difference. Yeah. So go ahead. Tell me anything you want to add. I didn't, I, I wanted to make sure to give you a chance to, you know. Yeah, it'll, it'll be quick just because we're running low on time. But, um, I think be the thing I was, well, you, 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 retold the plot of the movie for an hour so that's that's what happens when you do that mm. without uh without preparing for it with bullets or something um <laughs> what was i saying oh yeah so what i said before about the trailers the trailers made it seem like kang was gonna be like bro i can give you those five years back with cassie and i was like oh shit like how's that gonna work like and my first thought was like why scott why would you do this like you worked so hard to save the world from thanos and now you're just gonna like okay, I want to see my daughter, and I don't want to lose those five years of her life, so I thought this movie was going to be way different. I thought he was going to agree to this, and then obviously majorly fuck up a timeline and have to fix it. But no, we, we didn't do that. And I don't know, don't you think the trailer made it seem like that? 
So honestly, if you go back and watch it, he's like, I could give you the time back with your daughter. Like they make it seem like it's this big thing where they have like this intimate dialogue where Scott's going to cave and do that. I didn't necessarily think he was going to like go to another timeline. I thought he was going to do something like get him out of the quantum realm or kill someone or have to defeat someone or destroy something. And that was going to have lasting repercussions. Right. Um, I didn't think he was going to like mess up the timeline. I thought it was going to be more or less like he was going to have to give Kang some source of power or do something to help Kang be able to do whatever he wants to do. And that was going to have repercussions as a result. Um, yeah. When he said he would give the time back, I thought it was more so like, you know, when Hope was, I mean, when Janet was stuck in the quantum realm and Hope couldn't see her, like it was kind of like that. So I didn't, I didn't think it was that scale. I could see that argument though. Like I could see where you would think that. I, that, that doesn't do with my opinion on the movie. I just like, that's why I didn't really have like an expectation going in and ended up being way different. Um, like, yeah, I pretty much agree with most of what you said. And the only time I knock it down is just because of like how bad or just like silly. Some of their points are, they give you all these new characters that they seem like you, like they want you to care about, but like, they don't do a very good job doing that with them. Like, um, they do that with Valkyrie and Ragnarok, and by the end, you fucking love her. Like, you've seen what you need to see, she's memorable, like, you want to see more of her, of her, and, like, this, I did want to see more of them, because we don't get enough. They have, like, wannabe Valkyrie, they kill the coolest guy with the lighthead, he was cool, and then, yeah, they really did a disservice to the mind-reading guy, because, like, they all could have had way, way bigger roles, but when you give us characters like that, that they clearly wanted to be, like, the selling points they get lost amongst the sea of 4,000 different types of species, like you said, and the penis buildings and the goop guy. They, they were dicks. Don't tell me they weren't. They were penises. They were penile in nature. I literally sure. leaned over to my boyfriend. I was like, are those penises? And he was like, yeah, yeah, they, they do look like that. Um, but no, I like the idea of things just kind of being crazy in the quantum realm because like it is, it is quantum mania. So I was expecting things to be crazy and like not have any idea about what's going on um uh, compared to what we thought of it before which i was just picturing like this tiny space with like literal atoms <laughs> like nothing else which i think is what hank thought too um and then yeah i think the other thing which i've also heard other people critique it on is that like the fun part about ant-man's movies is that we have a sense of space so when when scott gets really small and he's running next to a toy train and fighting on the toy train. That's really fucking cool. And we yep. know it's cool because we can picture that. Or when he gets really big and he's the fucking size of uh, an airplane at the airport, you're like, oh shit, he's huge. Quantum Realm, we have no sense yeah. of scope. That's a good there's point. There's a point at the... Yeah, there's a point at the end where him and Cassie are both large and they're hugging and you can't tell. It's like not a bad thing, but like I think it's so much of what made Ant-Man different and fun is that shrinking and growing big ability. And like you lose some of that here. Like you still see like, oh, he's much bigger. He can kick this whole city down to pieces and fight Kang. But like, I don't know. I think you lose it putting him in the quantum realm, which kind of sucks because Ant-Man is cool. And I like that his movies have been more like upbeat. Yeah. And I was happy um, to see a bit of seriousness in one of his movies, like something that felt like it mattered in the grand scale of things. But maybe yeah, not. I did also enjoy, which is kind of funny, but him getting like the shit beat out of him because, like you said, a lot of his movies are very funny, and he's like an upbeat guy, and like he fights, but like I feel like you don't really see bad things happen to him. So for Kang to like punch the shit out of him and yeah. have him like bleeding and like almost on the verge of almost dying, I was like, oh shit, are they gonna do it here? And I thought it would have been great if someone died. It didn't have to be him, but like. For Janet to have died righting her wrongs because, like, she caused this to happen. Um, that would have been huge for them just to, like, lose somebody like that. To be like, oh shit, like, Kang took somebody out. Uh, I don't think he would have killed Cassie, but I could... No. 
he could have killed the wasp. I would have seen that. I could have seen Hank, Janet, or I thought Scott. Hank and Janet may have ended up dying, honestly. Um, just to be that- like, he's because he fucking comes down at one point and just literally melts a sea of people, doesn't look at them, doesn't care who they are, yeah. just disintegrates with his whatever fuck, whatever the power he had. And he's already at limited capacity, he doesn't have all of his usual tech, so he's still pretty scary. And I think they do like an okay job. I've seen people saying that. He's King the Conqueror, like, you reduced him to being defeated by ants, but I still think you hear a lot of his headspace. Like, you've seen what he's done in the past. People yeah. say you don't see it, but, like, you did. You got a whole flashback. You've seen what he's done in the past. You know what his mindset is, and you see, like, a little bit of what he's capable of without all of his tech. So I still think they set up, like, set up the idea of King in a good way. Um, but, yeah, it would have been cool to see more stakes if... Um, and, like, that's hard, too, because we've already exhausted getting stuck in the quantum realm so like yeah got getting stuck there again it's like whatever they didn't do that thankfully but also i don't know if king's dead he like gets sucked into that power core so like maybe he's not dead i don't know maybe king the conqueror comes back somehow maybe it wouldn't shock me because they did assemble the council and they were talking about like urgency and whatnot and uh yeah i mean there's a lot of ways they could go with this and i honestly i i've gotten some flack from people for defending the movie and that's fine i don't like i welcome it but i also think that like as a whole like the movie the movie just wasn't bad like maybe it wasn't wasn't incredible by mcu standards and what we've come to see but like like, i just said it's just disappointed it's not it's not you could call it a letdown and someone could say it was a letdown to me and i would be like okay that makes a little bit more sense because like objectively like at this point like it's not it didn't reinvent the wheel it did show us some stuff we hadn't seen before but i just think it could have reinvented the wheel i think it could have done a lot of cool things with quantum like with the quantum realm and they just like didn't instead of doing cool things like the probability storm throughout they were just like, yeah, it's the quantum realm. Here's a new planet that you should care about that we're not going to come back to, likely. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And and honestly, I I may have to watch it again at some point and objectively, like, reformulate my opinion. Like, you know, just because this was one that I think kicked off phase... I think at the very least, it, I mean, how you watch this movie and don't feel at least a little bit of excitement towards phase five as a whole and, like, what the potential is for Kang if, if things go well. Like, it, it just felt like... More than the majority of things in Phase 4, it felt like it actually was, like, setting up the larger universe again. Like, I don't feel like a lot happened in Phase 4 that moved the overarching MCU plot along. And not every yeah, movie that was needs their to do little, that. that was their little rest in between Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine, because I don't, like, obviously we've got Guardians on the horizon. That movie's probably going to be amazing, but let's not pretend that the Guardians movies... I mean, Guardians movies absolutely do tie into the main MCU in some capacity especially the first one, but, like, those movies are, like, the exception to the rule, where, like, the Guardians movies are almost always have been stellar, the the casting and all of that, like, it's, these are, you know, this is an Ant-Man movie, it's not a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it's a different expectation of scope. It could be. Have you seen Wonder Woman? What is the line? But it could be better. (laughs) I saw Wonder Woman. I saw the first one. I didn't watch the second one. Uh, I heard it was terrible. It's bad. (laughs) And I like the DC stuff too. I like, hey, there's like, and it's a whole other conversation. I know we're way over on time. I just saying trailer for Shazam came out. Like we talked about Flash. Like there's a lot of DC stuff to be excited about too. I'm never going to begrudge anyone that's just like, yeah, I'm not into the superhero movies anymore. I got out after Endgame. It's just too much to keep up with. That's fine. If that's your reasoning, that's fine. 
But to be like, all right, I'm still in this, and this is all, it's all terrible, it's all gone downhill, like, you really need to go back and look at, like, phase one, phase two, phase three, and be like, okay, some of these movies weren't incredible, I mean, I guess phase three was pretty good all around, but, like, generally, there were some flops in every fucking phase, and that's just part yeah. of the way it's gonna go. Like um, I said, they're not necessarily bad, just in comparison, Yeah, like, something has to be at the bottom. Yeah, I agree. But- so, we should probably yeah. talk, just, we don't have to talk about it, because we don't have a lot of time, yeah. but just run through what Phase 5 looks like, and then you can just say, like, which ones you're looking forward to the most. Yeah, I don't, I um, didn't think that, that was going to go yeah. that long, um, <laughs> and Nicole just, you know, explaining the whole movie was just a lot, I didn't really expect <laughs> Don't that, so. put that on me! Alright, but, like, honestly, I would rather get a little derailed on the show and actually have a good back-and-forth conversation like we yeah. did than just, like, not. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, we can always talk about other stuff at a later date. So this on the screen, if you're looking at the graphic, is Phase 4. I'm sorry, right. is Phase 5, which starts that. with Quantumania. Um, the next movie up is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That releases in May. We've got The Marvels, which is was originally slated to release in July, but I heard it got delayed to November. It probably did. Um, Captain America... All this is up in the air at this point. Oh, okay. They announced the other day that like only Loki and something else is confirmed for TV shows now, so I'm just really? going off of like the what they originally planned for Phase 5. Oh, okay. Uh, we got Captain America New World Order set for release on May 3rd of 2024. So there's going to be almost a year between any movies after the Marvels comes out. So those people that are like, they released too many movies, like you're going to have a break. Uh, we've got Thunderbolts, July 26th of 2024. Blade, which is September 6th, which I think is going to be, has the potential to be really cool. Uh, Deadpool 3, not necessarily MC, you know, and it's, it's I know it's part of the MCU, but it's also like, I don't know how much really crossover there's going to be um but i we obviously that movie should be good fantastic four what is this the fifth time they're trying to reboot this series or something uh but hopefully with it being made under the mcu banner and not by fox it'll actually be good um and then avengers kang dynasty which is may 2nd of 2025 so about two and a half years then we've got untitled movie which i don't know what that one is uh it doesn't specify on this outline here uh, and then Avengers Secret Wars, May 1st of 2026. So that pretty much rounds out the movies in Phase 5. The TV show's What If Season 2 is slated for early 2023 release. Is that true? Or is that one of the ones that's, like, on hold? It could be. I think the other day they only said Loki and... Secret Invasion, probably. Maybe, yeah, we're coming out this year for sure. Okay, because Secret Invasion looks fucking awesome. And that's the one Samuel L. Jackson is back in and with the scrolls and all of that. And that's based on a mm-hmm. really, really popular comic line. That's 2023. Loki is May of this year, which I'm just I'm so excited for. Um, Ironheart, late 2023. And then Echo, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and Daredevil, Born Again. Kind of round out that slate of movies that we have Phase 5 is hot. It does. It feels like it has a lot of potential. I'm not super it's, excited about the Marvels. But it's spread out to like 2026, so we got some time. And oh, no, fine. hang on. What we read from was also including 6, so that's our Oh, bad. was it? A few of them, yeah. Okay, well, it just gives a general it's understanding fine. Everything of the is up in the air. Marvel's changing things every day. They're like, yeah, the Marvels, moving that to October or whatever the fuck they did. Kind of a movie um, I can't say I'm super pumped for either, but I, I like yep. the first Captain Marvel, but it was just a little. It was just kind of it was, that. That movie to me was also just another like decent movie. wasn't bad, just by MCU standards, yeah. it wasn't great. Um, but anyway, I liked it. I think a lot of the hate was because it was Brie Larson led. Doesn't but... make any sense. She's a good actress. I don't get that. 
She's, I mean, I, I liked her. I didn't have any problem with that. I don't like Captain Marvel, the character, because I think she's unrealistically, like, she's too, oh, I love too, her. she's too powerful to the point where they have to keep her out of most of the movie because, like, if you oh, notice yeah. in Endgame, like, that's what I mean. I don't like Superman for the same reason. Like, when you have to that's intentionally fair. plot armor your own character. But I read that whole thing. Tell me the top three that you're most looking forward to. No I for the faster, maybe. Uh, Loki season two. Obvious. I lost the list. I was looking at your thing. Um... Guardians 3, and obviously the Kang Dynasty. I've Honestly, I'm hyped for all these. Like, you know I'm going to watch them all. Yeah, but yeah. Ju just based on their names and like what I think we're going to get is probably those three. And then just a quick note, I think the Fantastic Four could be really good just because I've heard of like their, their casting and who it could be. And if any of it's true, I'm going to lose my mind. So mm -hmm. I hope that that will surprise me with the cast. I think the cast matters so much. I think you will see Fantastic Four draw the interest of a lot of people if they bring Doctor Doom into the MCU. Um, oh, I think sure. Doctor Doom is a massive character, obviously a bigger threat than Thanos or Kang um, in terms of his significance, and I think it would be mag like a huge... You might see some people come back and be like, oh, fuck, Doctor Doom's here now? Like, you know, that that I think would be huge. Um, I'm mostly with you, though. I think Loki uh, Season 2 and Secret Invasion for the TV side of things are really what I'm looking forward to. Secret Invasion looks like it's going to be more serious, at least for the most part. So I'm hoping that that's actually like a return to form. Nick Fury gets to fucking be Nick Fury again and do his own shit. And on the movie side, Guardians does kind of feel like not out of place, but, like, I'm super pumped for it, but I, I don't see where it's going to necessarily impact too much of the MCU so going forward. And I have a feeling it's going to be a real tearjerker. Uh, so I would say Captain America is definitely the one I would be most excited for if we were to exclude Guardians. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Falcon, now Captain America, I didn't care about that character all that much. I thought Anthony Mackie was a good actor, but I was just like, hey, he's all right. That show completely changed my perception of him, and I am so pumped for that show uh, for that movie, rather, and maybe another series. I don't know if there's going to be another season of that show or what, but that's what I'm looking I forward so. to. So that's yeah, you know. it's honestly so much good and lots up in the air. Like Daredevil has the potential to be fucking great if it's anything like the show used to be. Yeah. So exciting! It is. There's a lot <laughs> always, to look always stuff to. to look forward to. Yeah, it's people like it's too much. I'm like, no, bro. There's like we, don't fucking watch gonna... it then. There's Let always me watch there's it. always going to be content to consume. So between that and DC's new lineup yeah. and this like normal movies, like that's so much. So, so exciting. And you got the last of us. Star got... Wars is going to be announcing their new plan soon. I think a Star Wars celebration, just like what they're going to be working on. And if we get any sequel content at all, any continuation, I will be very happy. I don't think happy. we are. I mean, I would be surprised. They'd be silly not to. It's just some, even if people don't like Ray, if they did anything with her, even a show about like what she's doing now, they're gonna get people to watch. I guess that's fair. Okay. Couple but... of announcements uh, as we wrap up the show here. We will be doing our first ever Star Wars episode, which for us is a pretty big deal, on May 4th, 2023, which is Star Wars Day, of course. May the um, 4th be with you. I will be catching up on the movie that I haven't seen yet by this time so that we're ready for that. So May 4th, 2023, a couple months away, obviously, but it's fitting, Star Wars Day. Uh, we're going to do our, our big, long-awaited Star Wars show. That's Nicole's favorite like IP property, more than likely, right? Like It's up there for you. Um, and yeah. so we'll, we will be doing that. Uh, another quick note, sorry to be the bearer of bad news. We will not have a new episode next week. 
Um, Nicole has some prior commitments, and I, I just think that I don't want to make her schedule chaotic, trying to push stuff around. Um, and I'd like to take a bit of time to get caught up on some clips and stuff. Um, but what I might do is, while I'm working on the clips and stuff and whatnot, run a, a best of so far live. Um, so, like, I'll, I'll run, a, make a video of, like, some of our better clips moments from along the way, like an hour long, and just run it if people want to come on and watch and, and, and interact, and I'll be hanging out. But we're not going to have any, like, new premiere content or anything. Um, so we'll do, like, a, a, a recap show of kind of where we're at so far from our first episode to now. Uh, 28 episodes worth of content. I think I can find some clips. So there will not be a new episode next week, but we will have live content at 9 p.m. next week, 9 to 10 p.m. if you guys want to uh, tune in to watch that in the Eastern time. Nicole's going on a well-deserved vacation. I'm jealous because I still really want to go to California. I've never been able to go. It's definitely at the top of my list of places I want to go to. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully that's in my uh, future at some point. But we've run long. Not too long. Um... I liked it. It was fun. I would rather engage in a thoughtful back and forth discussion like that. So let us know what you guys think. If you're listening on the podcast, feel free to interact with us on any of our social media um, and let us know what you thought of the movie or why you didn't like it. So Nicole, um, you know, just wrapping up with our usual beyond the horizon, any fun plans this week? I mean, obviously we know you got the trip coming up, but what's your next couple of days look like? You know, still playing Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm slowly chipping away. But it's going to take me a while, I think, unfortunately. But yeah, besides that, um, watching The Last of Us still every week, that show just keeps getting better and better. I still have only seen the first episode. I don't, have, HBO, I don't have access to HBO Max. I we got. I don't. I don't have a way to get onto it. Like I That's was watching cool. my roommates. Like it, it got disconnected or something happened with his account. I have no way to get onto HBO Max. I, I want to watch it. I guess if I can find it somewhere. So I don't have an HBO Max active HBO Max subscription. So. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch, watch it. At my friend's house every week. Oh, do you? Okay, makes sense. Yeah, we do like a watch party. Yeah, that's fun. Spend a good right. time. Hey, it, it was just us that we played the game, and then we had our friend join who hasn't. So now we sit there like, <laughs> like not not re reacting to anything. But yeah, it's very good. So definitely also, get one, on that when you can. One quick note: Alex, friend of the show, who was on our last of a show a couple weeks ago, and will probably be on the show again when we do a, a, a when the show ends, when the first season ends, and we'll do a synopsis or recap of the whole season talk about everything he actually tweeted yesterday that he liked ant-man quantumania thought it was pretty good and the critic reviews were um non-understandable so i felt it was not you know shout out to him um for having taste but uh you hey, know i don't critics i'm just i'm no, just a little I, lower than you <laughs> i think all jokes aside honestly i agree with a lot of your criticisms and i think for me what gives it that extra point is just the fun that i had honestly at the end of the day like right. i just had a good time like i i look i should look at it less biased but at the same time i'm like i liked it so um but yeah i'm hoping to i'm actually going on vacation or a trip this weekend uh out of state for a bit so i'm looking forward to that um not anything crazy going on between now and then unfortunately but i do want to start working on some stuff and uh yeah, I'm gonna put together some content. They'll be keep keep it locked on the socials. We're gonna be I'm gonna be posting some clips from various different episodes, shows, getting some stuff up just to catch us up because I've gotten in the routine now of posting the episode like the day after, but there's still a few episodes that are missing and, and so we wanna get caught up on that. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Um I do not know yet what our topic is going to be. However, if you are bored next week or around, I will be airing a live, a recap show with some of the highlights from our previous episodes, and I will keep Twitch open while that's happening so that if anybody wants to, like, chat or interact or whatever, um, that I'll be here to talk along with you guys. So 
That being said, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, Bye. Go check out Isaac's stream. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys hit the, uh, you know, if you like it, follow us on socials. We'll see you soon.